matter what anybody tells you, words and ideas can change the world. Okay, terrific. Language and writing were made available. He'll teach you everything. I'm writing this down. This is good stuff. I'm Shocking each and every single one of us. I continue to be John. You continue to be you. And this is still John Helps You Write Better. And we're going to learn how to write better or work together to write better or just help each other write better. Although today we're not talking so much about writing as we are talking about uh, something in media that has happened and it should really freak us all the fuck out. Also, it should make us angry, but uh, of the two, you know, I'll take one or the two. Let me explain. Hang on. So a few weeks ago, maybe it was last week, maybe it was slightly past that, uh, there was an announcement made by some really shitty comedians and really shitty writers and even shittier venture capitalist pig fuck swine bros that they were going to, I don't know the right uh, bullshit term for this. They were going to sort of feed an AI or build an AI composite of George Carlin and uh, then uh, allow it or, or let it or make it I guess like a dancing monkey, produce a new comedy special because wouldn't that be great to have more George Carlin? And this should really send up like 10 million red alerts and and, and alarm bells and, and red flags and problems for a number of reasons. First of all, um, from a from a just a, a singular permission perspective, Nobody wants this. And, and Kelly Carlin, his daughter, uh, is not in favor of this and, and should not permit this. And the idea that somebody else who you don't know because you'll be dead, somebody else can turn around and produce an AI homunculus or simulacrum of you in order to accomplish their own ends, means, or needs is, I would imagine, some kind of digital slavery. Because... They never have to, like, do anything with you while you were alive. They can just wait until you're dead and then, then scoop up the remains and the entrails and, and your, your work product and everything you've made, your legacy and history, and just kind of um, carry it on under the guise of honoring you. They're just going to exploit now the memory of you. That's heinous. Second of all, um, this sort of constant idea of preservation reveals to me such a fear of death and letting go for the sake of capitalism. Because it's not like we're trying to enshrine, you know, Carlin somewhere as he should be. It's not like we couldn't watch all his specials that are still available or buy all his records that are still available or, you know, share them amongst our friends as is possible. It, it's not like we are, you know, just having a, a Carlin listening party and remembering, oh, man, isn't it cool that he said this and this happened and that happened? What we're, we're doing now is exploiting him because we can just make new stuff that sounds like him. That's, that's not him. It reveals a fear of letting stuff go because he's dead. It sucks that he's dead. But he was also old, 
And shouldn't we let some people die? Like, it's one thing if he, he was taken from us too soon. But the, the dude had lived a full life. Isn't it time to let him go? Why must we seek to exploit the good things we had instead of trying to appreciate them? Because he's dead. And that sucks. But we need to leave the dead dead, which I think is the sort of the underlying note in every horror movie with zombies. But from a, from a collective standpoint, uh, he's dead. Move on. It sucks, I know, but that's how death works. It sucks. Then we move on. Beyond that, let's just, instead of the sort of the altruistic view, let's talk about the capitalism of it. Why on earth would you do this unless you were looking to make a profit? It's not like we're going to keep him like in a little hologram and he's going to hang it on my desk and he's going to turn around and tell me, hey, John, you, you know, you, you could be writing more or recording more or maybe, you know, you look cold. Maybe put on a thicker sweatshirt or something. He's not here to hang out with me in like a cool guy kind of way. You're going to put out a special and charge money for it because you're an asshole because that's what you think the whole purpose of people's stuff is. How can we profit from this? How can we derive capital from this? How can I make money not doing anything, but by taking the work of someone else? That's the, the undercurrent and through line for AI. Remember that AI is theft, not in the same kind of theft that, you know, property is theft. I mean, more like AI is built on the material stolen from others without their knowledge, consent, permission, or activity. Like you didn't have to do anything and some asshole came along, took your shit, fed it into AI and ta-da, now it's AI. And somehow we're just supposed to believe this thing is going to help us, even though it's spitting our own words back at us. And what, we're just supposed to take it in the face? Like that's just what we're trying to do? Why? Why? Like AI, when, when you have these conversations with people where it's just like, oh my God, it's going to be so helpful. Helpful to whom? Helpful for what? It's, it's using stolen material. Now, either you didn't know that and you're about to change the whole direction and tenor of your engagement with it, or you don't give a shit, at which point, why should I interact with you? It doesn't, it, it doesn't, how does it help us? Well, it helps us research stuff. It's not a search engine. It's using fake bullshit. It's, it's citing incorrect legal precedent when people take it to court. It's making up stories. It's making up stuff. Yeah, I understand that it, you know, it's possible that you're Googling bullshit too, but at least with Google, we get a sense of parameter to it. We get a sense of like, it could be anything, and then we have to do the discerning. We have to sit down and sort the stuff out. Which, by the way, thinking for ourselves, that's what George Carlin wanted us to do. Isn't that shocking? But the point here is that it's not a search engine. So why the fuck would you treat it like one? The more we look to go backwards and go back to the, to the dead and the forgotten and the long canceled and the reboot and the sequel and the prequel and the, the remade culture of things, the more we fail to move forward. We brought back Frasier, and it's a dud. We're going to spin off Boomer NCIS, and it'll probably last for 65 fucking years because we just can't let a new idea come in because they're, they're, the new idea might not you know, be uniform that everybody likes it. You might say something outrageous. You might end up on Shannon Sharp's podcast and then, you know, speak the truth and then everybody freaks out in the community. 
like it, it Google it if you don't know what I'm talking about. The point is that um, we need to make new things. And they don't have to be as good as or better than the past. We just need to make new things, not stolen things. And we should make an effort to be not the British Museum and profit off of the stolen stuff from other people and then claim like, oh, I just discovered this, you know, whole pile of artifacts from other cultures. Ah, they were just hanging out. Nobody was using them. Rather than pretend that we just, oops, tripped over this stuff, we should make new things. We should talk about how to innovate. We should develop our ideas. We should have an original fucking idea in our original fucking brain rather than saying, I wonder what I can reappropriate. I wonder what I can go back to and repurpose. Just make something new up because there was a time before the hyper-acceleration of capitalism, before four, are we on four economic collapses now, where people made new stuff up and sometimes it worked. And sometimes it failed, and sometimes it failed spectacularly, and sometimes it was amazing. But there was a period, I remember being alive during this period, where new stuff was made, and it lived and died by its own merits. Long before we had arguments in the marketplace of ideas, we, we ran some ideas up the flagpole and see what worked. We, we made new show, television shows. We tried podcasting. We tried this. We tried that. We tried stuff. We didn't repeat old stuff. And the George Carlin AI travesty is, I think, one of the, the pinnacle moments that I hope a lot of people look at and go, oh, I think we've taken this idea too far. Let's, let's roll this back a minute. Because when we stop and look at, oh, well, this, this show's coming out and that show's coming out and we're going to cast a young version of this and do a new version of that and, oh, we're just going to take this show and park it in a new time zone or park it with a new cast or whatever. They're going to bring back The Office for fuck's sake. Instead of going backwards and trying to redo a thing, hoping that it's just as popular the second time around, even though diminishing returns apparently don't register with some fuckers, why, why not make some new stuff? Why not try something bold? Why not do something different, right? For all these people who claim to be these incredible thinkers and creatives and geniuses, where's the new stuff? Where's the, the bold innovation? Because stealing a dead guy's shtick and then repeating it through a digitized voice is not new. Like, it's, it's not. We, we used to have, you know, uh, there used to be a GPS device called a TomTom where you could, like, download ways used to be able to do it too you could download celebrity voices and shit like that's not new where's the new stuff what are you doing that's new what are you doing that's going in a direction not like the directions other people are going in what where's the where's the where's the creativity in this that I think is a big question we should spend the rest of the week talking about. So give that some thought and I'll talk to you tomorrow.